Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking to you about the time that we went to Antarctica, at the bottom of the world. And there's a phrase that people use a lot, which is once in a lifetime. And everything's once in a lifetime. And I think it's overused, but I think this trip for us really was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Unless we go back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a small hope that one day we will go back and do it again, but it's a pretty expensive trip. So, yeah, for most people, it probably would be just once in a lifetime. Yeah, we're definitely what you would call budget travelers. It means that we stay in cheap hotels where we can. We don't go to resorts. We don't go to fancy restaurants. We don't stay in fancy hotels. And so for us, the price tag for Antarctica was really high. Mm -hmm. And at one stage, we were kind of weighing up whether we should do it or not because it was really a lot of money. Um, we paid just about a little bit over $4,000 each, and that was a lot for us and still would be a lot for us now. Um, but we decided to do it, and it was one of the best decisions that we've ever made, I think. Yeah, no, no regrets, for sure. So in order to take one of these tours to Antarctica, you go from Argentina. You go from the bottom of Argentina, a city called Ushuaia, which is on the Tierra del Fuego. It's an island that's just detached from the mainland of South America, but it's part of Argentina. You can get there very easily from Argentina. And you can take these kind of tours to Antarctica. And so the boat that we were on was not a cruise ship. It was actually an old research boat. Mm. And so they transformed it into something that was habitable. So again, it certainly wasn't a luxury experience. That's not what you're paying for. No. It's, not a, it's not a boat that has a mini golf course and <laughs> a pool and all this stuff. That stuff wasn't there at all. So it was quite basic, really. Um, but we had a little cabin to ourselves with a couple of bunk beds, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, that was our little home for the 10 or 11 days that we were there. Mm -hmm. And so it's still quite a distance to go from Argentina down to Antarctica. It's the shortest possible distance that you can do to get to Antarctica. Uh, but you have to cross this uh, Drake Passage, which is supposed to be a very, uh, I mean, it's open water and it's supposed to be a, a very rough seas. Um, apparently, we had quite a good passage through that area, according to the staff. They said it was quite <laughs> calm compared with usual. I don't know if they say that to everybody or not. I don't think so. I, I think it probably was calm, although it, it did still rock about. The boat was rocking quite a lot, so it didn't feel that calm. <laughs> no, I remember certainly I had trouble right at the beginning in the open water because I've had trouble with seasickness before. Mm -hmm. um, and so it takes you about a day and a half, I think, to get to Antarctica. And so that's, you know, you're all excited about your trip, but you've kind of got to wait a little bit until you actually get there. But what they do, or what they did on our boat, which was quite good, was they had a series of lectures about the different uh, things that you're likely to see in Antarctica, the wildlife, also the from a um, point of view of the volcanic activity and this kind of stuff. And so you learn about what you're going to see, and that really uh, increases your enjoyment, I think, to really understand what's happening there. Yeah, I attended a lot of the lectures on that were given on the boat, and we learned from different things because there were several different es experts in different fields who were accompanying us on the trip. So I remember we had one geologist who told us all about the, the rocks and, like you said, volcanic activity and things like that. Um, unfortunately, I think people were not as interested, unfortunately for him, <laughs> I think most people were not as interested in the rocks as they were in the animals, the wildlife. Um, 
So, yeah, he had maybe a harder time getting people excited about his lectures. Um, but I was impressed that he was there. Yeah. Um, you know, we just expected it just to be tour guides and that was it. But, yeah, to have people who are experts in the different fields, yeah, that was uh, that was a real bonus, I think. Yeah. And I remember they also taught us a little bit about the history of Antarctica as well because, of course, it's not a country, um, but it is kind of partially managed by a number of different countries and they have – uh, a physical presence there in the form of research stations. So they taught us a bit about how that works and also about the ozone layer as well, because that was a big problem. The ozone, the hole in the ozone layer was right over Antarctica. Um, and now that's starting to close back up again. So yeah, we learned about all kinds of things. It was very educational. So Antarctica is very large. Uh, the area that's closest to Argentina, which we went to, is actually a peninsula, which sort of uh, juts out from the mainland of Antarctica. And so we spent most of our time in and around this peninsula. That's actually really interesting because then you have land on both sides. Mm-hmm. And the tourist boats, they don't go into the very interior of Antarctica. But, I mean, it was so incredible on the peninsula that we were certainly very happy just to just to have been there. Mm-hmm. And so basically what happens is you, you're sleeping on the boat all the time, of course. There's no, or certainly in the areas where we were, there's no human life there's no mm-hmm. there's no inhabited areas and there are no hotels there's no option for staying on the the land itself unless you're a researcher and then you stay in the research station and so we stayed on the boat and then each day you had usually two landings and the landings are where you go, everybody goes in these smaller boats which are called zodiacs and they have about eight to ten people um in the boat we had about 70 people or so who were on our on our large boat. So you'd go in these small groups on the Zodiacs and then you'd go to land in different areas and in different areas you'd see different things. Mm -hmm. So for example, we saw quite a lot of penguins. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So basically every landing you see penguins. Yeah, but you never get tired of them because they're amazing. <laughs> and we saw different types of penguins, and yeah. you can definitely see the difference between them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that we liked was the chinstrap penguin. Yeah. So it has this, it's a penguin, it has a, a white face, it has a little mark on its chin in, in black. It looks kind of like a strap, but it's actually part of the penguin, so that's the chinstrap penguin, so they were quite <laughs> nice. Uh, the gentoo penguin, we saw a lot of those as well, and the Adelie penguin as well. We saw lots of different penguins, we saw lots of seals, we saw whales, so you do see a lot of wildlife for sure. Mm -hmm. And lots of birds as well, migratory birds that fly, you know, great distances like albatrosses and many other birds. And so we were there obviously in the summer in the southern hemisphere, actually we were there for Christmas, so it's light more or less all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually in Antarctica, or certainly our experience was there's a very unusual light um, because even though it's summer, it's still Antarctica, so the weather is not usually that good, but you have this kind of magical light, and all you see around you is just white. Everything is white. You see glaciers everywhere. You see mountains that have snow on them, and it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, It's something I'll never forget, and it's something that... You can never see anywhere else. It really is unique. And it's interesting that in the south of Argentina, in Patagonia, we'd been to this glacier, which is called Perito Moreno. Mm-hmm. And it's very famous, and it's an incredible glacier. Mm-hmm. But in Antarctica, you just see glaciers like that all the time. Right. Like dozens of them every day. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's really interesting to see all these people go to Perito Moreno. And, of course, it's, it's far more accessible. And, and you know, there's no reason to say that that's not an amazing site to go to. But when you go to Antarctica, it's just a whole new level mm-hmm. of, of whiteness and of, of winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. 
And we basically only had one really nice day in terms of weather, and that was just so incredible that it's just indescribable how amazing that was um, to see the sun shining on all of this white, uh, to see the blue skies, the mountains, the glaciers, the bays, the icebergs, mm, yeah. um, and it was just amazing. Yes, like you said, that was only one day. Most of the other days it was quite cloudy and overcast and, and a bit gray, but what we remember is that that one day of beautiful weather and that was enough to you know to have those memories for a lifetime right I took so many photos that day so it looks like if you look through my kind of top photos of the trip that we had these amazing weather all the time but really you know three quarters of my best photos come from that one day <laughs> um but it was just amazing we went into this bay and we were right at the at the bottom of a glacier you know we were in the zodiac boats and the glacier was just just right in front of us. And mm -hmm. It just rises up, and it, it's just indescribable how how incredible it was. Um, another thing that we did, I think, the following day, it wasn't one of the it wasn't the sunny day, but we went to a place called Iceberg Alley, mm. and that was really really interesting. And so you're in your zodiacs, and you're just in this section of of the ocean where there's just all sorts of icebergs, different shapes, different sizes, even different. Uh, they make the water different colors around them, and you're just kind of going in and out. Um, through this this alley of icebergs, and that was really mm -hmm. something special as well. Yeah, and the icebergs are huge. I mean, many of them are much larger than the boat that we were in, the Zodiac boat. Or some of them were larger than the actual boat, <laughs> than, a, than our main boat as well. Um, yeah, they're just an enormous size, and you just you just can't really contemplate or imagine um, yeah, the, the size and, and the scenery and the nature. It's just something like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, I think one of the last days, we went inside a volcano, which was in the water, and it was black. There was black sand, right? and, and there was black all around, and there was some red as well, but that was just a completely different landscape from anything that we'd seen before. Everything was white until this one day where we suddenly saw all this, this volcanic black ash, um, and that was another, you know, another interesting thing as well. Yeah, Antarctica was full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> and so then finally we had to go back. We, of course, had to go through the uh, Drake Passage again. Mm. And we, everybody was really sad that it was over. I mean, we spent mm -hmm. 10 or 11 days there and it was really just so incredible. And so you never know. There's a longer trip of about 23 days that you can do. So maybe one day if we, um, if we find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, we can go <laughs> and do that as well. listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.